Welcome to Passive Income Group 360, the podcast for new and upcoming entrepreneurs who are ready to stop living from paycheck to paycheck and finally achieve real financial freedom. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I've been a solo attorney for 20 years, but in 2019, I began my search for the best sources of passive income. Now, each and every Friday, I share with you everything I've learned along the way. No fake gurus, no flashy Lambos, just real information that you can use today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Passive Income Group 360, the podcast. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, Here in the United States, at least there's a lot of craziness going on right now. Uh, We had our presidential election uh, a couple of days ago, and we still don't know who our new president will be. So maybe by the time this airs, we'll know. But right now we are kind of um, in limbo a little bit. So it's crazy times. So I hope you're all doing well and that you're not glued to the TV watching the uh, the poll numbers come in slowly because that can be very nerve wracking. All right. But hopefully this can be a little bit of a distraction or diversion from all that. Um, what I want to talk about today is. Uh, the top five ways to get noticed on Etsy. So Etsy is very popular now. A lot of people are selling either physical products, handmade products, printables, um, even print-on-demand products using Etsy. So in order to be successful on the platform, just like any other platform, you've got to get noticed, right? So I want to talk about the top five ways to do that so you can actually get sales or get more sales. Uh, If you're not familiar with Etsy, um, Etsy Etsy.com is an online marketplace that traditionally sold a lot of crafts, uh, mainly handmade crafts, wooden signs, um, welcome mats, jewelry, soap, bath bombs, uh, 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 quilted blankets, anything that's handcrafted, handmade would be found on Etsy. But um, the past several years, we've seen an increase in other types of items, digitally downloaded items, um, print-on-demand items, and things like that. So it's even more popular than before. Um, So it's more competition, but there's also more of an audience on there. There are more people shopping on the platform as well. So that's also good. So one of my five is for your listings, because you've got to um, create an account on the website and you have an opportunity to list your products, describe what the product is, and then to attach photos of your product so people can see what they're buying. And then give you 10 slots to add photos. So what you wanna do is you wanna use as many slots as you can, just so people can see it from different angles. Um, Maybe if you've got it, um, depending on what you're selling, but let's say you're selling uh, handmade jewelry boxes. You may want to have a picture of it on a dresser, a, a close-up picture of it closed, a picture of it open, a picture of it with some jewelry inside, you know, just so people can ha- actually visualize themselves uh, using you know, the product. So when you're uploading your pictures, you want to make sure that you're using good light. So if you don't have professional you know, lighting to enhance your photos, then make sure that you've got really good um, natural light. Because if the pictures are dark and dim, 
it'll it'll stand out in a bad way because a lot of the listings on Etsy have really good pictures. So you want it to be as bright, as crisp and clean, as focused as possible. You know, when I first started on Etsy uh, years a few years ago, um, my daughter listed some handmade bracelets that we'd made. And we thought it would be fun to list them on Etsy. And, you know, if we made money from it, we did. If we didn't, so what? But when I think back to the pictures that we uploaded to Etsy, oh, my God. They were terrible. They were terrible. They were dark. Um, I mean, you could see you could see that it was a bracelet, but horrible, horrible. So I, I'm, I mean, when I think about it, I'm just I'm embarrassed that we even had those pictures up. So make sure that you you have your pictures in a really in a, a good light to make people want to actually click on your listing and learn more about it. So that's one thing. Um, and along the same light, um, you also want to have it and some type of a mock-up. So if you're selling a bracelet, maybe have a picture of it on an arm. Um, if you're selling t-shirts, you know, the websites that will allow you to place your image on um, a mock-up so it looks like the model is wearing your t-shirt. It just gives it, you know, more appeal to actually see the item or the product on some type of a mock-up on a person, um, like I said, with the jewelry box, if you had the jewelry box just sitting on your carpet, it took a picture of it. It may not look as good as if you had it on the dresser, you know, with jewelry on it, maybe some flowers next to it or something like that. So you want to stage it so it looks really attractive. So all that's number one. Number two is, and I've talked about this a few times before, um, you want to pick some type of a niche. <laughs> so you want to pick... Um, either a target audience or, you know, somehow um, make your product so that it's not so generic. You know what I mean? So if you're selling, let's say you're selling handmade bath soap. If you were to put in handmade bath soap in the Etsy search, um, I don't know, you'd probably get back maybe 100,000 <laughs> listings. You get a lot of listings back because it's so generic. Nothing wrong with selling handmade bath soap, but try to figure out a way to list it so that you are different or you, unique. Maybe your bath soap uh, is chemical free. Maybe you sell all fragrance free. Uh, maybe it's vegan. Maybe it's cruelty free. Find some way to differentiate yourself from everybody else that's selling bath soap on the platform. So no matter what your product is, there's got to be something special about it. Um, and just make sure you point that out in the title so people know, okay, well, this is a little bit different. And chances are someone will be searching for that thing. And there won't be a thousand pages that pop up when they search for that item. So you have a better chance of, of actually selling. And a good way of picking a, I guess, a niche is to look in the Etsy search bar and I know it's a little bit hard for me to describe it to you when you're listening to this and not actually seeing it, but there's a search bar um, on the homepage that you'll use to type in whatever it is you're looking for. So if you go in that search bar and you start to type in handmade bath soap or handmade body soap, it'll start to auto-populate. And 
you may see where, where it'll say handmade um, vegan bath soap or handmade cruelty-free. And if it pops up, that means someone else has looked for that. Someone else has used that term to search. If the term you're putting in doesn't auto-populate, then chances are no one is looking for that thing. So you want to make sure that, you know, you want it to be a niche, but you don't want it to be so specific that no one, you know, is searching for that. Okay. Um, so let's say you saw in the bath soap and you, you know, you think, well, I'm a fan of Star Wars. Maybe I'll have Star Wars themed soap. Who's looking for that? Really? <laughs> if you put that in, I doubt it'll auto-populate and you, you've niched down a little bit too far. So you want to find a happy medium. And those keywords are called long tail keywords. When you type in something to make it more specific, it doesn't mean that it's five or six words. It could just be three words, but it just means that you are um, making that search more specific with the terms that you're putting in. So vegan body soap as opposed to body soap, long tail keywords. Um, so the third thing ties into what I was just saying. You want to make sure that the item that you're listing is in demand. And one of the ways you can do that is to put in the item that you want to sell in the search bar and see how many results come up. If you have a lot of results come up, okay, that means a lot of people are selling it. But you also want to make sure that people are buying it. So you want to scroll down the page. And if you see people with a lot of reviews or a lot of sales selling the product that you want to sell, then you know that there's a demand for it. And you can even go further and look at other people's listings and look and see if there are items that are in people's carts right now. Because then you know people are looking for it right, right then. So on your listing, for each item that you're selling, people can come to your store and see whether or not other people have your product in their shopping cart, right? They're about to buy it or they're holding on to it, but it's in their cart. And you can look at other people's stores to see, okay, well, they're selling handmade body soap too. That's vegan. And 20 people have that soap in their shopping carts. So that's a good indication that people are interested in buying that. It's in demand. Um, let's see. So the next one I would say would be search engine optimization or SEO. So now you've got this specific product. You've got great pictures. You know that it's in demand and you know that people are actually looking for it using the terms that you, that you, um, are looking for the item that you're selling based on the term they put in the search bar. So now you have to make sure that they can actually find you specifically. And the way that you do that is to optimize your listing. What I mean by that is when you're putting the title to your product, you don't want to put handmade body soap because it's too general. You want to make sure that you put in there handmade, vegan, cruelty-free, chemical-free, uh, eco-friendly body soap. You know, if that's, that's just an example, if that's the case. If you put that in there, there's a more of an opportunity for people to find you using any of those search terms. And then in addition to that, you've also got to write out a description of your product 
And in the description, you, I mean, you want it to sound natural. You don't want to just jam all those keywords in there so it doesn't make sense to a human reading it. But you want to make sure that you incorporate those, whatever phrases described your product, put them in your description. And if you're listing a lot of products, it can get tedious. Or you feel like, I don't want to write out a long description for all these products, but just take the time to do it. And if you don't do it when you first list a product, that's fine. But just at some point, go back to it and write out a complete description because that's your one shot to sell it to the person who was looking at your listing. You know, um, you can say it's a great gift. Um, you know, it, it's great for the environment. Uh, it lathers really well. Um, it's fragrance free. So it's, you know, hypoallergenic. That's your chance to really um, sell your product and wow the person who's reading a listing. So take a little time and you want to write a description. And even more importantly, probably to SEO uh, than a description is, is the tags. So Etsy gives you 13 slots for you to add tags. And those tags let the Etsy algorithm know what you're looking for. So between the tags, the description, and the title of your product, all those things determine where your item will show in the search results. So if you don't have a good title, description, or tags, your product may show up, but if it's on page 12, 13, um, you know, the chances of someone finding you, of course, aren't, are, I mean, it's not impossible, but you want to show up on the first or second page, ideally. So you want to make sure that your, your title, the description, and the tags. And honestly, for SEO purposes, I'm not sure how heavily the description is weighed. That's more so for the person who's actually looking at your listing. But for the Etsy algorithm, I really think it's more so the title and the tags, to be honest. Because I've gone back to older listings and changed, like kind of updated the tags and the title to be more consistent with, with the actual product. And I can look and I can actually see that the product is showing up. I mean, it's not days later, it's, you know, later on the same day, I could see that the tags and, you know, the revision that I made to the title made a difference. So I'm not sure how much the description um, comes into play in terms of search engine optimization, but you want to do it at least for the person reading it. You don't want to leave it blank. Um, put something good in there. So the tags should match up with the terms that you use in your title. And also they should match up what with what a person would actually type in to the search bar. So you don't want to put in um, your titles, something that no one is ever going to look for. Because if I'm going to Etsy and I'm looking for um, a vegan body soap, that's what I'm going to put in, vegan body soap, vegan bath soap, you know, vegan, eco-friendly um, bath products. So you want to think about what a real person would put into the search bar and it should match up to the terms that you put in as the title. So you want to put in, and they give you 13 tags. So you want to make sure you put in soap, handmade, uh, bath, body, Terms like that, eco-friendly, vegan, fragrance-free, hypoallergenic. Um, you can put in sensitive in case someone puts in soap for sensitive skin. 
things you have to just think about what a real person would search for. Um, and then there's, you know, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but in general, that's what you'd want to do. And I say it can be a little bit more complicated because out of those terms, you still want to make sure that, that well, you want to make sure it's, it's niche down still. So you don't want to just put stuff like soap, um, bath, body. You have to put in those, uh, those other specific terms that you put into the title. All right. And I hope that makes sense. But you can't just leave the broad, vague terms in the tags either. You have to also add in those other specific terms. Like I said, eco-friendly, vegan, sensitive, hyperallergenic, raw, natural. This way it matches up with the uh, title. And you're more likely to um, get people to click on your listing or see your listing. <laughs> this first step is to get seen on the first or second page, hopefully. Okay, so then the fifth thing and the last tip that I have for you is to drive your own traffic to your store. You know, Etsy, sure, Etsy has its own audience. You don't have to advertise outside of Etsy. You don't have to drive a ton of traffic there to get sales. But if you want to maximize your store and your listings, you should try to drive traffic there on your own if you can. Um, if you can give, depending on what you're selling, if you can maybe make something and give it out as a, a sample to people that you know, and maybe they can you know refer other people to your um, to your shop. Or I don't know whether you have another website um, that you can maybe include your Etsy uh, link to, or um, maybe put a link to your Etsy store in your email signature at the bottom where you maybe you can just add the name of a shop and you can just have something very simple like a tagline saying you know um you know all natural body products you know exclusively here you know something like that and then put a link to your etsy shop you know depending on what you're selling this so way when you send emails to people they'll have a link to your shop you can put posts on social media you know advertising your shop if you want to create graphics in a software like Canva or any other software, you know, we can create, um, you know, Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook posts. You can put that in your social media and just say, look, you know, handmade body products, all natural, vegan, eco-friendly. Um, the link is in my bio. You could put a link to your Etsy shop in your bio for social media. There are a ton of ways that you can try to give your shop more exposure and you should try to do that at every chance you get. And those are all free ways. So uh, next week, I want to get more into, um, you know, how to get found, how to grow the business and to focus maybe more so on printable. But all the tips I've given you apply to handmade crafts and to printables. It's all the same. You still want to have good keywords. Um, you still want to have a good title. You still want to have a good mock-up. You don't have to worry about lighting and natural light for printables, but you still want to have mock-ups so that your planners, journals, checklists, whatever it is you sell, your templates, that they look as best as they can. You know, you want to have, you have 10 slots again. So if, let's say you're selling a planner that's got five different pages, show each page 
and then have one list, one photo where all five pages are together. And maybe have another page, you know, where you're just explaining how uh, to download or print out, you know, the, the printable once they receive it, giving them instructions. You can have another page, uh, just kind of like a cover page is advertising your shop. I mean, that you want to just make it look as appealing as possible. And next, next week, um, we'll go more into this with printables specifically. But I think Etsy does reward shops that um, have uh, favorable reviews and that have sales from outside of Etsy. Yeah, I don't, you know, these algorithms change from time to time, but I really believe that if you're able to drive traffic to your shop and actually get sales from outside of Etsy and get a few reviews, that that'll really give your shop a boost. So wherever you can add your Etsy link, do that. I'll have some other um, suggestions um, suggestions for you regarding printables and how to share links to your printables next week. But I hope that's helpful. Um, if you want to leave comments, feel free to go to PassiveIncomeGroup360.com forward slash speak and leave your comments. And I'll be happy to incorporate, you know, any suggestions you have into future shows. All right. But take care, be safe, be healthy, be well, and I will talk to you next week. Peace. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online. Until next time, peace.